0: 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented, omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited 3-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6DHelmets.com for more info. Hey, you're listening to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at 6D Helmets. Um, we are two rounds from the end here in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, man, it's been a long two weeks so far, but got one week left and uh, should be fun, right? So uh, I'm Don Maeta, joined here by Mike Antonovich and our regular co-host Alex Ray. And uh, man, what a great race uh, last night. Don't you guys agree? I think it was awesome to see Kenny... Pull out a win.
1: Yeah, I think that was a big surprise in every way because even looking at that track, when I first got there, I was like, those two flat sweepers, I'm like, it's just going to funnel guys in. It's going to make them get racy and bump into each other, and you guys did mm-hmm. have to do that. Yeah. Um, but that was a great race. I mean, to see Ken bounce back like that, really nobody had anything for him. Um good charge by EY to kinda of stay in it. You could tell he mm-hmm. definitely wanted more. Cooper tried, but he just didn't have it. But that was great by Ken because he answered every question that we've had after those last few.
0: Yeah, I think that uh I think that Cooper probably was waiting was for like, to- oh, he's gonna throw the anchor out mm-hmm. and then yeah. he never did, right?
1: At the ten minute mark I even asked Ken this in the press conference. I was watching like, okay, eight minutes into the race, nine minutes, ten minutes, eleven minutes, I'm like, where is it gonna come? Because mm-hmm. it had happened every other time, so it's not unlikely to think that he's going to fade again, he started putting more ground on the guys. Yeah. Um, him and Eli were doing, after the whoops, they would go 3-1 into that super gnarly rutted corner. Cooper mm-hmm. wasn't doing that, and there was a lot of ground that you could see them make up on him there.
0: Mm. And then uh, even Eli seemed to, did he settle in and settle for third, about you know, 12, got, 13 minutes in?
1: He got caught up a couple times. I mm-hmm. think that a couple pushes that he had got delayed by lap riders or other things going on. And then I haven't rewatched the start of the race yet, but apparently him and Cooper kind of bumped. I don't know how gnarly that is, but Eli's not very pumped right now on the KTM guys. So before the race, before the gate even dropped, he was telling the AMA officials, like, watch Osborne burn in another rut on a siding lap. They can't do that. He kind of jacked my start the other day. And then I guess with this whole thing with Cooper happening too, that was just another thing that's just kind of irking him. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it must be like everybody's against me, but it's, yeah, dude, you're in this for the title. They have to do something to disrupt your flow right
0: now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it Coop. was pretty good. Uh, Cooper's rear tire clipped Eli's front. I mean, it was aggressive and stuff, but, you know, Eli didn't go down. Mm-hmm. I think a lesser rider would have gone down.
1: I mean, is it any <coughs> less or more aggressive than what, like, Forkner Lawrence did in that heat race?
0: It was. It, it didn't involve like bike contact. It was tire to tire contact. So it's like completely. It was like kind of s- sketchier than mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like yeah.
2: Yeah, I seen where like Coop got the start, and he was on the inside of Tomac, and then he seen that Tomac was to his right, and like they were both breaking, and I think Coop seen him, and then gassed it. A little bit, mm-hmm. just to get a little bit ahead of him and shoot him out wide, just to mess him up
1: just a little bit. Well, did you see a couple of weeks ago uh, one of those last races where he, where Cooper just went here and cut over on both of those guys and yeah. just chopped them off? Like he has what it takes. They have a really good starting package. Mm-hmm. He's been a good starter all year, and if he can break those guys right away and then set the pace for twenty minutes or rattle them right off the bat and then put them on the back foot, I mean that's what he's going to do, and that's what Cooper always does. Mm-hmm. So it's just Eli's not pumped on it right now.
0: this is the big leagues man Mm -hmm. not tiddlywinks so what what were you talking about uh eli was trying to point out that zach was doing something
1: so i guess when they would um go pick their start which streamlined process this week they gave you guys those yeah it was was a lot better so yeah they gave everybody sorry to hop topics but this is important because after it being such a disaster these first few races Mm -hmm. of guys not being able to mark their gate because they're not able to stand there they have to walk back to their bike AMA gave everybody a little flag with a number on it. You go put your uh, flag down in the grate that you want, and then you come back. Mm. So Zach is picking out his gate for the main event, and then the AMA official standing behind there, and Eli, like, grabs him, and he's like, hey, watch Osborne when they go do this practice start. He's burning in a second rut. Watch this rut right here where he picks. And, like, I heard Zach, like, I saw Zach get his name mentioned, and he, like, looked over and caught Eli, like, telling the AMA official, and he kind of kept an eye on Eli to see what, Eli was exactly meaning. Mm-hmm. I didn't go see like if a second rut got burned in this time or whatever, but I guess when they're taking off, he's going over a little bit and making it a little bit off that main line instead of it being just straight out of the gate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like pretty much whenever you take off of the gate, I mean, all the lines are different. Some of them, they get holes in them, mm-hmm. and they're all crooked and everything like that, so whatever he means by that is make like a new line so if he would scoot over a bit in the grate mm-hmm. because you're not in a rut you're just on a grate yeah if you scoot over a little bit to the right or left you can have a brand new pad you know and you don't have to hit that cheap and, rut and yeah. that's
1: the big thing you're not you're supposed to be dead set on the grate you're not mm-hmm. allowed to move one way or the other oh you have to be centered you have to be centered it's not just because you're on a grate doesn't mean that it's a free-for-all on how you want to put the bike crooked you still have to be straight all the way across yeah
0: mm. so so what Eli was saying was that Zach was Maybe a little crooked so or something, yeah. Huh. Well, that's clever. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to address this. Our buddy here, A-Ray. Hey, Dude.
2: I was watching from the
0: stands. The, the thing is, though, is that, like, you were riding great in the in the heat, but if you had a better start, you would have been in because, yeah. like, Deuce got in, right?
2: Yeah, he was, like, third <laughs> off the gate. Yeah. Um, and I, I started catching him. If I had a few more laps, I, I think I could have made a pass. But I uh, just felt a little flat in the heat race. Um, I was riding good all day, rode good in practice, felt fine. Um, and I would have made it out of the LCQ, like no issues. Um, but, yeah, just took off the gate. I had a pretty good jump, good start, was just going to, you know, sneak around the inside. I was, you know, top three or four, you know, mm-hmm. like just sneaking around the inside. And then Brock, he went a little bit, he cut down a little bit harder than I expected, Mm -hmm. and I was like right behind him, so it forced me to turn a little bit more, and front end just sort of gave out, Uh, it was unfortunate, you know, stuff happens, you know, I mean, I've had a rough year, Um, you know, just, it started out good, you know, with, uh, you know, firing off early in the season, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever Tampa hit, obviously, yeah, I got hurt a little bit, and then that hindered me for probably the whole month after that, and then, uh, you know, so just sort of getting back into the groove of things it was hard um yeah i mean it's just not the the ideal year i've had you know but i'm gonna try to finish it out strong it's just uh yeah it's just one of those years i guess
1: 2020 that heat race like looking at that one that you were in Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people would be like oh that's not that stacked of a heat race uh no those are dudes that are in that they're gonna kill each other for a guaranteed spot in the main event
2: i mean even seven deuce deuce i mean he's riding so good and then credit to him because cunningham tried to Cunningham tried to pass him, mm-hmm. and then, like, Deuce just cleaned him out. Like, literally ruined yeah. him. Ruined him, bro. Like, and he crashed, like, got all skin up and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. You I talking mean, about in the corner? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, he just cleaned his clock, dude.
0: What do you think happened at the hep rig after that?
2: Uh, I asked Cunningham if he, like, said anything. He's just like, nah, I mean, it's whatever. I would have done the same thing, which, <laughs> which is okay. You know, he's like, but – he said, "Yeah, if Deuce was any smaller, I think he would have crashed as well." Yeah, but Deuce sort of held himself up because you know he's sort of a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. And he, and granted, you know, Deuce he can he can clean somebody out. Yeah, he's he's hey, pretty good. How, at did that. you
0: know that there was a moment in the heat when he passed Chad Reed? Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, "Oh my god!"
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's riding a lot better. I mean, I think you know, I mean, he's 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 doing good. So, I mean, yeah, it was just unfortunate, you know, I just boogered up, you know, I mean, that's pretty much like the story of my year this year, just dumb mistakes and tipping over or getting a bad start or washing the front.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. This is something that I've always wanted to ask, like a high level racer guy, especially like you, 17 races is a lot of opportunities, but then at the same time, it's not. How do you get from being like, Oh fuck. Oh, my God. And just get beat down because, like, after your knee getting jacked up a couple weeks ago or a couple races ago, that could have ended this whole Seattle trip Mm -hmm. or uh, Salt Lake trip. So how do you keep from getting in, like, the down part of that?
2: I mean, it's hard, to be honest. I mean, it's really hard. You just got to, you know, surround yourself, you know, with good people. You know, fortunately, I have, you know, my my trainer, Pablo, and my dad and, you know, the whole team who've, you know, who sort of, like, just keep a good environment, you know, and, like – low stress and everything like that and, you know pablo's always facetiming me my dad's always calling me you know just sort of trying to cheer me up you know because it's it's easy to get down on yourself and obviously my my asian yellow friend over here mm-hmm. too you know always texting me how i'm feeling and, and everything like that you know and you know it's tough but uh you know it's a mental game you just got to stay strong and and work on your your weaknesses and uh keep moving forward obviously you know like Don he helped me with some some therapy. You know, he found me a a cryo place <laughs> the other day. We went and and got frozen. But uh, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, obviously, I mean my knee it's still swelled up and bruised. And um, but hey, I mean we're dirt bike racers. You know, like we can't be pussies.
0: So, Ray, anyway, by uh, not making the main, how much did you lose financially?
2: Uh. Pfft. I don't know. Probably a couple grand. Couple grand. Yeah. Sucks.
0: Ooh. Well, I'm, you just gotta make the next two.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that goes from, hey, I can get a new pair of shoes to hey, like, I'm stressing <laughs> to get milk. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sucks. I mean, like, I mean, in people in my position, I mean, we do okay. We make it. You know, we make ends meet, but you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's this is our life. This is you know what we chose to do. I mean, I didn't go to college. I mean, there's some people who choose to race supercross and, and go to college. But I made the decision that, you know, a couple of years ago, whenever I moved to California, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm all in on this, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm no young kid anymore. I'm 27, you know, it's, it sort of sucks, you know, like, like we were talking mentally, you know, it's easy for me to be like, well, shit, you know, I'm, I'm 27 years old. I should be in every main event. I should be top 20 every year in supercross you know, like I need to do this or else I need to go get a real job, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I mean, like last year I did, I did really well, top 20 in points. Mm -hmm. Um, this year it's just, it's just been a rough year, you know, I've just made a lot of mistakes. I mean, obviously, I mean, I think next year it'll be a little bit better. Um, just because I'll have two years on the bike, you know, I'm more than likely going to stay where I'm at on the SGV racing team. Mm -hmm. We're going to, we're going to, um, stick with that and sort of grow. And like, I mean, I've, i mean you've seen you know whenever i was able to ride the yamaha for two years i did super well on it Mm -hmm. and then i mean last year i was on a suzuki but we had a really good program and um you know this year everything was new everything came together late as you know i mean i was you know yeah super last minute and uh so i think with two years on a on a cowie i think i'll do a lot a lot better um it's just been one of those years it's been mentally tough and you know, I think it'll just make me a better
1: rider slash person, you know. So, mm-hmm. it'll be good. Okay. So, on that note, yeah, results are important. I mean, that's what pays everything for the most part. That's yeah. what everything's based off of. Is it some kind of concession that you've made such an impact in other ways that you have a following, even if you aren't a main event guy every single weekend? There's people that, like, live and die by the A-Ray train?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 good. I'm fortunate to have, like, some great sponsors, you know, like uh, – Obviously Swap Motor Live helps me out a lot, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean the boys over at O'Neill, HJC, you know, CD, like people who've been with me like forever, you know, like in, and stuff, obviously HJC is new, but I hope to stay with them for a very long time. And O'Neill, they're like family, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, X X brand, you know, like that's another one, you know, I mean, we're all like super, super close and, uh, it's more, more of like a friendship thing than, than a sponsorship. You know, and I think that's important and, uh, you know, and I'll try to do anything like anything I can to just help in any way I can. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it be, you know, like posting or, you know, like my vlogs or, you know, like stuff with you or, you know, anything like and not just moto stuff. I mean, mountain biking, cycling, just all everything, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's I think that's (laughs) super important and uh and yeah i mean that's that's another way i mean obviously results are important but in another way having a personality is is good too
1: one thing i thought about watching practice yesterday especially for the b group guys it was probably the most time they've consistently been on a super cross track probably ever mm-hmm. have you seen a lot of guys uh skill set just ramp right up in just this couple weeks um, I, you can notice that there are guys that were super sketchy at those first two that I've like, yeah, they're calm hey, down they a little bit. Yeah. Now. They're yeah.
2: figuring it out. Yeah. And two like, I mean, obviously like the races are so close to where we're not getting to practice as much, but they're getting real life. Be- yeah. But they're getting better at the practice environment at the races, like mm-hmm. the qualifying. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's a few, um, that have sort of like surprised me a bit, you know, and then there's others that are, you know, sort of staying the same,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, no one really sticks out. To me, I don't know if anyone sticks out to you, but.
1: It's not like some guy has been like, went from on the cusp of not qualifying on a regular race to now he's like top 15. Yeah. But you can see them go through the corners. They're not so hesitant. Yeah. They or they're to a not section. Yeah. Or like when they, when it is time to go through the whoops, they know like oh, shit, I better click up a gear and set back over this thing instead of, like, getting three-quarters of the way through and then chopping the throttle.
2: I noticed Cade is getting a little bit better, to be honest. Um, Cade Clayson, mm-hmm. number 280. Totally. Yeah, because, like, I mean, obviously, him coming into the season, he hasn't raced in two years because of his ban. So, at the beginning of it, I think he was a bit rusty. And with this with this whole thing, I think he's starting to click off a little bit better. I, I mean, just watching him ride, like, in the heat races and stuff like that, he's, he's starting to smooth out a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, um... You mentioned those two flat corners earlier.
1: Mm-hmm. That go. was like barrel racing.
0: That was some of the coolest parts to watch on TV. You know, because, yeah. because you could tell the guys that had really had the technique. Dude, Kenny was like butter through there, right? Oh, but gosh, then you see was. other guys like, for instance, Stapleton when he won the 250 LCQ, mm-hmm. sketch balls in those two turns, dude. Like, I thought he was mm-hmm. going to crash out of the lead several times, but.
2: No one has any idea how slick those things were. They were like ice. Yeah. It was like barrel, like you said, barrel racing. It like, was like I racing out was at a county a fair. Yeah, I, was, I wish I was on a
1: horse. Yeah. <laughs> it was like going, like watching that. That would be like doing a fair race, like anywhere in the United States right now. And they're just being a big tractor tire. That was yeah. the first turn that you have to go around. The, but the, the thing
0: that was cool about it was think about how many setups we saw there. Mm-hmm. And, and pass executions. Were, it was awesome. It made for good racing.
2: And the heat race, like the first two <clears> laps, like, it seemed like everyone was just trying to clean each other out there. Like one guy would, <laughs> one guy would jump the triple wide and then one guy would jump it on the inside and he would try to set up and then the do on the inside. Would just go straight into him. Yeah. You know, and just get stood up and they would stop. Yeah. So.
1: And like technique thing too, like you said, you can tell which guys are super early on the throttle and just light mm-hmm. the rear tire up. What other guys can kind of just finesse it a little bit through and then get going like that photo of uh, the two the tires. tires. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's a lot of different factors that go into that but ken's riding style and i think this goes back to him growing up in germany on complete hard packs like just like california test tracks like that track was he knows how to just yurt, yeah whereas eli just hammers down everywhere yeah um different line choices too like eli said he stuck to the bad line in the whoops too many times and then mm-hmm. when he moved over and found a fresher line it was it saved the bike a little bit so you can tell which guys are able to adapt and overcome especially on weirdo sections like those two last mm-hmm. night
0: you know what was really cool too is you know the uh the rhythm lane that was on the side of the stadium where people could sit in mm-hmm. the left turn was super rutted yeah dude eli was going through that whole thing standing up really? yeah, that was yeah, the, yeah it was like, sick. Like, like even accelerating out of it standing up it was pretty badass we and
2: watched it last night and dude like <laughs> him going around that and obviously kenny going around it as well sometimes with his feet on the pegs sitting down, like, they were hitting that turn so fast. And, mm-hmm. like, that turn was tricky. I mean, because, like, it had a couple notches in it in a few spots, and then, obviously, whenever you're coming out of it, you're hitting a slick j- freaking dragon's, dragons back. Dragon's back, yeah. Because, I mean, even before practice, they would just spray it with water. <laughs> before our practice, they would just How spray about it with even water. the
0: landing of the dragon's back? Like, somebody crashed.
2: Davalos. Davalos, yeah. yeah.
0: Was that just whiskey throttle? Well, like, I almost crashed out,
2: there in practice. I, like, for, I think my foot hit the foot or hit the shift lever mm-hmm. in practice. And I put me into neutral. Oh. I endoed over. It almost died, dude. Almost died
1: up the face of them. You could just see where it was dirt, dirt, And, and then just the last rubber. One. And it was just all rubber black all the way up the top. Mm-hmm. And then you hit that last part and it was just ice. So that turn before that though, that was all the mud from the other night oh, that wow. they, they pushed just... over into there. So yeah. And like to your credit or to your point, Eli standing up is full national style. Kenny, feet on the pegs, bike completely leaned over, like dragging handlebars through. Mm -hmm. And it was two totally different techniques that both work on that track. Yeah, But yeah, yeah, um, it was weird too because, and this is an even bigger thing for you, half that track was in sunlight, the other half wasn't. So how hard is it when your eyes are adjusting to go from the shade to the bright? It's a
2: a little weird. I mean, it wasn't as bad uh, this week versus last week.
1: Like, Wednesday was rough.
2: Wednesday was rough. I mean, we were hitting that triple in the main event blind. <laughs> I could not see where I was going. I didn't know when my wheels were leaving the dirt. I just had to, I, like, honestly, it would have been better if I just closed my eyes. Because mm-hmm. I, we would, we would just go around the turn. The turn was slick, so we just had to roll on the throttle and just literally just hit it blind. Mm-hmm. Until, like, the last three laps where it was actually, like, good, then you could actually see the jump. But before that, like, it, adjusting the eyes, it was, it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm and I've been like back and forth I'm like man do I do I run a tunnel lens do I not because it gets dark in other other mm-hmm. parts of the of the stadium and then that one spot it's like you're blind mm-hmm. and then like you see Cooper adjusting his visor prior Way to down. The, yeah yeah it looks
1: a little goony but that's exactly why it's just a block sundown yeah mm-hmm. and you can
2: not I don't think you can do that with a Fox helmet
1: no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: it looks like the uh the way that they position the visors when they shoot them in the chaparral catalog, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> straight down. Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
0: well, hey, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be back for uh, a little bit more Salt Lake City talk.
2: Riders like Justin Cooper, Don Ferrandes, Eli Tomac, Adam Intignac, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the
0: handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit workschassislab.com for more information. Welcome back to the 60 Helmets Kickstart Podcast. Um, hey, man, how about uh, the 250 class? Dude, there is some rivalries there, huh?
2: There is a some, lot.
0: Some bad blood.
2: Between Geico, Star, and freaking PC. <laughs> I mean, dude, like I'm sitting in the stands, and I'm hearing girlfriends freaking just... Chattering back and forth, like at yelling at each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Or just, or really? Just oh yeah, I heard some. I heard some stuff going <laughs> on yesterday. I think it was like Forkner's chick and uh, I think Star, one of the stars' chicks. I think it was Cooper's, Justin Cooper's. Yeah,
0: they were like, oh yeah, fucking
2: cleaning people someone was cleaning someone out and they were all freaking yelling at each other and
0: like dee- you bitch yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> oh man that's awesome
2: yeah cuz i i heard like i was sitting in the stands and i heard some some like rattling going on and everyone
1: was like looking back and yeah <laughs> i think that's going to be the one thing i'll miss about these races going forward is hearing all the shit talk right mm-hmm. like i'm gonna miss that on the starting line has been hilarious and then to hear it in the stands would be great too because all those people say these things all the time but typically when you're in industry seating everybody's clumped up together it's so loud you can't hear it Mm -hmm. but yeah there's a lot of hurt feelings yeah you gotta
2: you gotta watch what you say like because everyone can hear you everyone it's funny it's It's great (laughs) oh man yeah and like there's a lot of stuff on the like like you said on, on the starting gate there's a lot of guys talking and then you have some guys who are like just focused in mm-hmm. you know and then there's other guys who are talking and it probably pisses the guys off that are mm-hmm. trying to focus and
0: is cooper, is cooper webb doing that you ready a race boys
1: <laughs> i didn't hear anything yesterday um but you can tell that he's still like in that mindset of like i'm gonna rattle dudes like yeah. i'm going for it yeah. um
0: dude it's hard not to root for that guy
1: on and like the more and more that we've looked at some of that stuff like that photo of him and kenny last week like the one-handed look back i mean that is textbook cooper trying to get in a guy's head Mm -hmm. other stuff that he's doing i mean it's all there um it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out especially going into the summer months because this has been nice but they know that they're at such a points deficit once they get a clean slate this this national season they are going to go for blood on each other all the time Mm -hmm. and they're not going to take each other out but they're gonna like run it in i don't know if you
2: guys heard like the any of the gypsy tales podcast with the lawrence brothers like there was some crap talk going on there like with Forkner about last week. You know, really? I mean, yeah, there was, there was a little bit. They don't care, man. They'll say whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and Austin doesn't care either. No, they don't. You know, like he, he talks enough shit as it is that yeah. he's understanding that somebody's going to give it back to him. Mm-hmm. But good on him. Like I know a lot of people don't like him, but good on him that at least like he dishes it out and he takes it too. He yeah. doesn't just melt down.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's winning right now. So, I mean, it's like. He gets to do he, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, the
0: exchange between Forkner and Jet Lawrence was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. back and forth, but then too bad Jet jumped off the track after he got Forkner back. Yeah.
1: That move, I, I would say that that move on Jet to Forkner was like a little bit not dirty because it's not what he intended, but that's where you have to think about like, hey, what can I really do to a guy? Because it put Jet in, or it put Austin into the landing of that triple, and that's sketchy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's stuff like that where you have to pick and choose, but not intentional. He didn't mean to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I just think he got shot wide. I think you'll see those two really go at it and then factor in Hunter too because Hunter's not going to let his little brother get pushed around. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to get pushed around either. Like last week was a perfect example of yeah. that. Like just <laughs> smacking him like that was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was great. I ran out of the photo den to see if they were going to yell at each other in the, in the tunnel, uh-huh. yeah. and they didn't. Yeah.
2: So um, now where were you standing in the main event of the lights class? Were you all over. The, all over? Yeah. Now watching Jet come into those whoops, bro, full commitment. Fifth mm-hmm. gear, full commitment, mm-hmm. and he was—he was—I mean, like it looked like his eyes were closed because I mean he was missing whoops, and he was clearly the fastest guy through the whoops. Yeah. He did not care, like if he—he he was headed to the front, and like he was on a mission. Maybe obviously he watched, that's he
0: a, probably watched the Big James episode. Send Yeah, it.
2: just send it. Yeah, what the I mean, hat say? Send it. <laughs> but he—he he was coming in with so much speed and so much commitment, and like he was eating people up in the whoops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nuts!
0: How, didn't he that? It was it was jet. He and Forkner split uh, Mm -hmm. uh, a slower guy,
1: and jet just screwed it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) went through. Yeah, Um, on the jet note too. Like, you can tell that he was really trying super hard. I mean, obviously they're all trying hard, but not a great start to that moto. That battle with Mosman was great. You know, I mean, that was a good good heads up race Mm -hmm. by two guys with way different styles. Then to make as many passes as he did, that's a huge. Come back from 11th on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. He started crying. I mean, that kid got emotional. You can tell that the weight of this stuff is like starting to set in and that this whole first year of him really racing pro is going to be a lot of ups and downs. And Mm -hmm. the second year, once he figures out, oh, this is how it is and it's not a a shock to the system anymore, he'll be much, much better then. Mm -hmm. He's going to have still a lot of highs and lows to go through. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see him outdoors. Mm -hmm. Both of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How
0: about it? Did you catch – any of the stuff on Instagram, like during the commercial break uh, on the gold package, it just shows the pits, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh, just the pits. You don't get the commercials on the gold package. So <laughs> Hunter and Jet are in the semi watching that, and they're like, oh, there's a the pits. So Jet went running outside and was like dancing in the corner. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that. That's just rad. He's just a mm-hmm. cool kid, you know, yeah. just being a kid
1: still. God, I hope we don't <clears throat> inadvertently like Kill all that in him. Like, I hope everybody understands, like, hey, let him have fun mm-hmm. because, cause, like, people bitch so much. Like, oh, these guys, are they're no fun. There's no personality. It's like, yeah, dude, because once they start doing something with personality, everybody bags on them, mm-hmm. and then they back out of it. So let them be what they are. Otherwise, you're going to just see a bunch of generic guys over and over mm-hmm. again. Like, if they're going to have some personality, let it and don't bitch.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, how about all the negative backlash on RacerX's Instagram for malcolm's black lives matter butt patch
1: the biggest pussies would share it and not comment on the thing because like that was where the gnarliest stuff was they wouldn't mm-hmm. say it in public they would share it within their friends and like all that stuff and if if we're gonna let other guys do it this is not even a political statement in any way yeah if we're gonna let all this stuff happen other times of the year where guys show up in full trump t-shirts on the fourth of july or at the military race malcolm gets to do that too mm-hmm. it's fair it's fair
0: yeah yeah i was uh you know, it's funny because, you know, Roger texted me a picture beforehand. I was like, oh, that's cool. But there might be a little bit of backlash you know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> Mal- <laughs> Roger's answer was like, yeah, it's Malcolm's idea, man. I didn't even know he was black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the, like, and honestly, too, I think a lot of people, are, Malcolm doesn't know. Malcolm's had some issues in the industry times that maybe he thought he was deserving of some stuff after winning a title that he didn't get the support that he needed. Mm -hmm. Other things that he's gone through, like shit, I've been in Europe with him and people kind of like look at him a little bit differently. Like you can't not think that Malcolm and James and big James haven't felt some sort of way Mm -hmm. in the sport over their entire lifetime here to not think that they have is completely a fabrication.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was at, I was at Southwick the year that there was people holding those signs Mm -hmm. towards James. That was gnarly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, okay, so uh, has Dirtworks done a good job of providing a different track every time?
2: I would say so with the limited time that they have, um, yes. I mean, I don't agree with, obviously, with the mud race. I don't agree with them fixing the turns not, prior to no. the <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, transition to the jumps. But, I mean, hey, it's, it's whatever. I mean, you know, they only get, what, three or four days to build a freaking track, man. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, they've they've done pretty, pretty well at it. Um, you know, like there was a couple of weeks, like we raced one race and then it pretty much was just turned around backwards the next week. Mm-hmm. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I mean, I think that they've created some good race, race tracks. I mean, short, very short lap times.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but, uh, I mean, that just requires more laps. I mean, we're still racing, um, the same guys, the same amount of time, you know, maybe it's more laps, but I mean, we're out there for 20 minutes plus one lap. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Dude,
0: I, was the 29-lap first race, was that just like, what the heck?
2: I mean, you get dizzy. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, a hamster wheel. Like, yeah, you're just like, oh, man, got to hit these sketchy whoops again. Like, here we go. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, hitting those whoops 30 times is no joke. So,
1: yeah. we uh So on Saturday, I did a podcast with Alex at Dirtworks, and mm-hmm. we discussed all that stuff. They've done a really good job, like, yeah, and it's very – um creative on how they've done stuff finish lines never really moved because there's all that infrastructure that goes through there mm-hmm. uh how they've done everything they, they did get saved by having those two lanes like uh the mud race into the next one where it was just a mirrored layout mm-hmm. so having that mud race fall then they didn't have to do too much work and then all that rain has helped that track a lot more oh my god yeah i yeah. think uh this wednesday night will be good because the weather's going to be cool but then that last race is gonna that suck. last race is it's, gonna gonna be terrible.
2: it's gonna suck it's gonna be like 90 degrees it's gonna be just like the first is it one
1: during the day too yeah I mean. Oof. This going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. But they've done a great – like, all things considered, they've done a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so as it lies right now, if Eli wins Wednesday, is he clinching?
1: Should, yeah. He's got ju- – let me tell you, he's got just enough in it right now. But uh, it's weird because when we did the post-race – points, I think, is what it is. Uh, 343 to 319. So he just needs 26 because it's 20, is it yeah. 25 or 26. 25, 20. I think.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never won a race. So. <laughs> won LCQ a couple times.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think he would need to do that. But now the, And then the big fight is the one-point difference between Ken and Cooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eli's going to get this thing. I think uh, even last night if there was going to be an Eli meltdown, I think it would have been then mm-hmm. uh, just because he was a little bit further back in the start of that one and just how everything was going. Um, but yeah, I think he's got this thing pretty much wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And,
2: I, and I think Coop gets second in the championship. I do too. I mean, especially with that last race being hot, who knows how Kenny's going to show up then, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So in the press conference last night, did Kenny address the shingles? And, like, what made the difference with this uh, uh, this endurance at this race? So, Did he, you know, the way they diagnosed the shingles and he got shingles medicine and suddenly he's better?
1: The way that he had kind of explained it, those first two really bad results were more the asthma and the energy thing. Mm-hmm. The shingles thing he said, I guess, was that last Sunday race that we did. When it flared prior out. Prior to yeah. the last, this, till last night. He had, like, a spot on his tailbone. And Courtney saw it and was like, hey, what is that? And he's like, I don't know, but it's just kind of there. So then they went straight to Bodner. Bodner noticed it. Was like, hey, okay, let's let's address it now. And so now they've had a week of, like, lead time to get this thing corrected. Yeah. Who knows how bad it really was to – that extent on that Sunday and how quick like they were able to zap it and get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So he said shingles isn't really like as gnarly as you would think it is. That's not been the big reason for everything else. It sounds like the asthma and all that other stuff Mm -hmm. was the problem.
0: So he's acclimated then. And then
1: I would, I I I
0: noticed
2: that people are starting to feel better. I mean, I personally feel Mm -hmm. better. Like whenever I am out on the racetrack, like I feel, I'm starting to feel more and more normal the more time I spend up here. So
1: he said that he slept in an altitude tent prior to coming up here, mm-hmm. but like sleeping in an altitude tent for eight hours a night and then living in those 24 hours a day for three weeks at a time, yeah. two totally different things. Yeah.
0: Wow. Cause, uh, okay. So my wife, Eileen, I think she got shingles when she was pregnant with Megan, mm-hmm. like our second child. And I don't really recall her having like all the sores and everything, but she was really tired all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought maybe that the shingles fatigue that comes along with it was what was
1: affecting Kenny yeah he said it wasn't really like there was really no pain it's not like he's super like broken out everywhere and it's like this all over rash he's just yeah it's just another like added nuisance to (laughs) asthma and then viral issues and all this stuff because you can't deny that he's been sick yeah for the last year he's been sick since San Diego in the mud race and then even prior to that it was like trying to rebuild all that stuff too.
0: Is this all residual from mm-hmm. LimeGate?
1: <laughs> no, I think this is a lot residual from getting put under, you know, anis- uh, uh, getting put under the knife so many times and how hard that is on your body. And mm-hmm. then all of the stuff that they had to do because like, okay, as a guy that had, you know, staph infections in MRSA, mm-hmm. I know how gnarly that is even on the level that I had it. Like to mm-hmm. almost lose my eye was gnarly. Mm-hmm. To almost lose your arm and all these other things, like how much dirt was in his arm when they broke it at Anaheim that year. Yeah had to clean it out. Apparently the hospital in California didn't do a good job. So then by the time he got to veil, it was even gnarlier mm-hmm. shit like that builds up and your body never gets used to it. Like me, if I have like a cut or something like that, I'm very like, Oh my God, am I something bad going to happen? Because it's always in your body at that point. Yeah. So I think for Ken, it's like, Oh my God, if I have another issue like this, what's it going to lead into after that? Mm-hmm. And so, it would be hard to go three years and just one after another after another of health issues, never oh, yeah. really feeling like you're right there.
0: Yeah. So on TV, it's funny to hear you say that. Kenny said the sores were not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. We're, Lopes and I are watching the race on TV, and Ralph Sheen's all shingles. feels like there's a blowtorch on your body. It's <laughs> so, so painful. Nerve indie, a,
2: a blowtorch on your nerve index. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm all, maybe he's got the blowtorch on his ass because he's sure a hot ass <laughs> right now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think we'll just have to like wait this thing out. Mm-hmm. Like it, It's completely one of those things where you're just like, okay, hey, just get through these last two now, figure out where it sets because I was completely blown away by a win last night. Like, mm-hmm. totally. I was watching the clock at, like, 8 minutes, 9 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. like, when's it happening? Nothing against Ken, but it's like, come on. When you've seen it happen so many times, yeah. you have to think it's going to happen again.
0: Yeah, I was just watching the second interval on the broadcast. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey. And then I was shocked when Eli started dropping back. Mm-hmm. You know, and they didn't really address it on TV, but it was like – I think he was, like, 12 seconds behind Ken mm-hmm. at the finish. But, yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool race.
1: Eli, like – Told Kranz as soon as he came off, he's like, "I made my biggest mistake was that I stuck to the bad line and the whoops over and over, and then once I moved and I saw that there was a fresh line over here, I could have made up all that time. I didn't realize it until it was too late."
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, this Wednesday returns to the uh, West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. East Coast, East Coast, or East Coast? I'm yep. sorry. And then the finale. So, what do you guys think about the finale? It seems like so often a championship contender. From one of the coasts, wins the finale, the shootout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happened plenty of times in the past, but I mean,
2: something. I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna be crazy. I think. Just, I mean, with, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty tight in the lights class, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like on the in west. Both of them. Yeah.
1: Oof. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's single digit between Dylan and Austin. Very close between Shane and uh, and Chase. Honestly, I think how we'll see this go out though is the way we've seen it at other times. This could be the perfect opportunity for a guy like Jet Lawrence or some dude, uh, Cameron McAdoo, a guy, Colt Nichols, that's been there Mm -hmm. but doesn't have the pressure of, I have to just get X amount of points and beat another guy. They Mm -hmm. can just take off and score a big win Mm -hmm. at this point in time where the other guys are going to be having to be title conscious. Dude,
0: it's going to be a nightmare for, like, Ricky and Ralph in the booth to try to be announcing who's in what position in the Mm -hmm. championship and stuff. And I wonder, you know, I mean, (laughs) too bad I won't be there. I could watch the mechanics area and see if there's, like, some team tactics going on or, Mm -hmm. you know, some signaling.
1: Mm. Um, I wrote about this in race preview. You're Especially last night, you're not going to see Justin Cooper pull over for Dylan right now because he's so close with Austin that he doesn't want to, like, he's not going to lay up and lose what his chance could be Mm -hmm. because that's a lot of money on the line, the difference between second and third in the overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say same thing for Same thing goes into the 450 class, too. He's not going to blow his race so Shane can get something better. Mm -hmm. Um, You have all those guys at Geico Honda. Like, Christian could be a big asset towards Sexton. Mm -hmm. Same thing for the Lawrence brothers and all that, too. Joe Shimoda, even. But it's just going to be weird because you have so many guys that could be at the front of the pack that are going to have all of these variables. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in for probably one of the best 250 showdowns in recent memory on Sunday.
2: There's a lot of good guys. I mean, I think there's definitely more guys on the West. Mm -hmm. I mean, the West is far more stacked i feel like than the east but at the same time i mean you're going to have a lot of heavy hitters up there and it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of carnage yeah and with those freaking young kids and everything and they've been dive bombing each other and everything mm-hmm. it's going to be great there's going to be clean outs everywhere
0: there's going to be some great audio to be captured in the stands between all the girlfriends right mm-hmm. oh
2: my gosh you're going to be like freaking yeah maybe
0: you should miss the 450 main on purpose <laughs> just know so no, 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 no No, 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 no 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 okay so so in closing Alex, we know that Twitch. I saw it on Instagram. He he offered you 250 big ones to make a main out of from the heat. a heat. Yeah, right. Out of the heat.
2: Yeah, I need so to get So like that.
0: dude, the deuce made it last night out I of the heat. So if you got a good start as opposed to the bad start you've been getting, I mean, it could make all the difference because I mean, yeah. you're you're a main event guy.
2: Yeah. And I've I've made it straight through out of the heats before and mm-hmm. I I just I don't know, I just been struggling. Yeah. It's just been one of those years, so yeah, I just need to freaking get a better start and, and get up there. And okay, up so those guys. If I start with those guys, I can stay with them.
0: The next two rounds. You know, if Twitch is if Twitch is off does offer like on all of them or was it just like the next race? I think it
2: was just that one race.
0: Okay, well he's a puss. <laughs> we'll get him to make good on it if you do it. But if you do it, Swap Moto Live will round it up to a grand. We'll oh, throw in seven fifty. Oh. Okay. Okay. So you make the you make the main out of a heat. You'll make a thousand bucks extra from Twitch, from Dirt Bike Kids and SML combined.
2: Dude, where's my Swap Moto Live helmet? I should I should have brought that <laughs> thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I got way I got a lot of motivation to make it out of the heat now. That's awesome,
0: Dan. The, the, yeah. the motivation should always be there, guy. Well, oh, I mean, it's there,
2: but I mean, there's a little bit added now—an <laughs> even bigger carrot at the, end of the <laughs> yeah. front the yeah. yeah, that's for sure.
0: All right, well, uh, hey, guys, thank you for listening to the uh, Kickstart podcast presented by 6D Helmets. Um, On behalf of Michael and Alex, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, The original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6DHelmets.com for more info.